Craig. I don't have anything for you. Um, you don't have a song. <laughs> I don't like. That is so disappointing. I, I was I was working on it, and then, uh, um, and then I just don't feel like singing it. Not in, like. <laughs> Dude, we no. won a football game. I like, know, you but be you like, know, but I know. You know what? You it's, should be so excited. But it, it's my daughter's birthday, and she's sick yeah. and puking, and we had to cancel what? her birthday. So oh, cancel no. her birthday party. So I'm not oh, in that good shit. of a mood. Oh, that's terrible. How are you gonna like? She was one, right? Two. Jesus. Two. Tough. Oh God. <sighs> She'd be the recording. most impressive. That is true. She would. <laughs> one year old (laughs) i'm like i did like a double check for a second like one or two one all right well i'm just gonna go with one and i'll probably yeah that sounded stupid good job jeff all right way to go uncle jeff yes we won a football game uh and we won a basketball game and we won a basketball game and we won a soccer game and a soccer game and one of two volleyball matches one of two volleyball matches yeah one i got one of them um yeah so uh they they got they didn't get the one that was the bigger one, but they mm-hmm. they did get one. Um, but yeah, this is Podcast versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. Uh Yeah, Jeff. And uh, Coogs laid a smackdown on Stanford and Mr. David Shaw. Yeah, at least in terms of the uh, of the final score, which is basically all we care about at this point right i mean style points don't matter that much i mean i guess the style i guess there's style points there with with the again with the margin but you know the game itself maybe wasn't quite as uh uh there wasn't quite the gulf between the two teams as the score might suggest but all that matters is the win yeah i mean they still had 114 more yards and true uh they I mean, finishing drives is a part of football. Absolutely. And absolutely. And so are turnovers. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I I feel like any team that lets our defense take the ball away from you is pretty bad. (laughs) That's, that's quite the indictment. Yeah. Especially with Stanford. Wasn't really much. They didn't turn the ball over much. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are, you know, the second pick. Him, him, <laughs> for sure was a really bad one yeah and just didn't I'm, see him. I'm not yeah i think he probably didn't see him was you know trying to force something and make something happen at that point in the game so yeah but the thing yeah yeah, yeah the, you, said, you said the golf wasn't a why but wsc really was never threatened in this game yes that is i mean it was 25 22 yeah and then they that, immediately got a kickoff return to the yeah which was totally wild yeah like, so yeah, that that stretch was so so tell so since you were in the stadium, tell me like it, at at twenty five twenty two, were people were people getting kind of nervous? Like like what was what was the feeling at that point? Because it, at that point, it felt like, you know, man, we it feels like we're in control of this game. How are we only up by three? Did it feel like that in the stadium too? I I yeah I don't know I I think it's just a normal level of nervousness I I I, I was definitely you know a little nervous but um I I I think the crowd was pretty confident the offense was going to keep scoring yeah um yeah it it, it just didn't it like and and of course Stanford didn't score again after that but but yeah that it 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 kind of felt like 
the offense wasn't going to be stopped. The only time they had been stopped was a goal. You know, the only time they didn't score in the entire game was an interception at the goal line. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I truthfully was, um, up in a suite, so I can't really give you a read on what the crowd was like. (laughs) (laughs) You were rolling with the high rollers. Yes. (laughs) I was trying to avoid. Wait, so, so maybe, maybe now's a good time to take, take a little, little break. Now, was that, was that your first time up in the suite? Uh, or had you been up there before? I've, I've been up there before. Okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, so you were used to being treated like a very important person. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of sit. You just kind of there, there's like seats in the front of the suites, and I was in, right. you know in the front and just I was watching the game. We, the weather was nice enough; you had the windows open, and it wasn't okay. You know, and, That's a very important piece of it. So you could still get the crowd noise and stuff, but you know, I you know people I was watching with, oh, we you know we were nervous, but still didn't it didn't ever feel like they were ever going to stop the WSU offense like it there was they weren't even really close at any point other than an interception i mean honestly if if there was only one uh of the three field goals there was only one that i thought yeah it was like fourth and ten but the other two were like fourth and four fourth and five i think um i was a bit surprised we didn't just go for it of course we haven't been doing that this year just kind of wild considering it's probably the best offense we've had under leach or one of but the best, also but, the best kicker. Yeah, yeah. He's still. I mean, he's not perfect on extra points anymore because because <laughs> we couldn't snap the fucking ball, but uh, or because block yeah. and then a snapped ball. But um, yeah, that was weird. Of course, you know when that that that's the sort of stuff that makes you nervous is when you're leaving a point on a couple points on the board. Yeah. Um, and then later there was. I mean, Stanford should have had a safety when they had a big pass play. When they were pinned, uh, there was a pretty obvious hold in the end zone yep. that the refs ignored. Um, so you were like, oh, get us those points back. But, yeah, and ultimately it didn't matter. Um, yeah, just the the offense was cooking, man. That was that was fun to watch. It was just fun to watch them. It was fun to watch. Just move up and down the field. It's fun to watch Brandon Arcanado, you know, prove show it wasn't just a, a you know, he he wasn't just shredding those non-conference teams like he's just been shredding everyone um and it's kind of a bummer that he missed two and a half games because he'd be oh, yeah. well over he'd be well over a thousand yards already and and uh but yeah because he's already at like 869 he's averaging yeah. 14 yards a catch man he he's yeah. putting up river craycraft numbers in that same position like it's crazy like how well he's yeah. playing and, and just it's, to uh, be a non-factor until this year. Yeah, like you know, you probably remember this, but you know, back at the beginning of the season, or maybe even right before the season, um, one of our writers said, "Hey, you know, I've got a, I've got a source, and and he says like, like that that Arcanado might be our best receiver." And we were like, "Come on!" <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Nah." <laughs> we were like, "No, no, 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 no." right and we were like come on uh no former walk-on no not a chance and with, with you know, the, with the out, stacked you know the stacked group that we yeah with all back. the other guys you know you're thinking yeah you're, you're like patman winston you know tay martin and calvin jackson and and the uh, guy that was, yeah the guy that was supposed to be playing who was supposed position. to play right so it's supposed to be you know jameer calvin's supposed to be the number one guy at that spot i mean you're just like 
I, I mean, come on, right? Like, it, it, I mean, even, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, if he's so great, how come he couldn't beat out Kyle Sweet last year? Because Kyle Sweet was, you know, nothing special. So, okay, how, like, okay. But I, I think, I mean, I, I think you could make a case that, <laughs> that he's been our best receiver this year. Um, you know, when he was out for those two games, l- l- you know, Renard Bell didn't exactly uh, light the world on fire from that spot. Nope. You know, and he was the one... Uh, mostly filling in there. So uh, pretty incredible, pretty, pretty, pretty darn incredible. And I think it's probably time that, you know, we give Arcanado his due in the sense that I, I think, you know, we sort of like, I, I don't think we were trying to be patronizing, but I think, you know, we were a little, not not just you and me in particular, but just sort of like the fans in general, you know, just sort of poo-pooing it and being like, well, yeah, you know, him and, him and uh, Gordon have this real chemistry because they know each other so well, which is probably true. But and also, I think yeah. when, the when you say stuff like yeah. that, you undersell what he's doing, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and he's he's just open all the time. It doesn't take chemist, yeah. chemistry, you know? Yeah. And he's catching he catches almost everything that um, is thrown his way. And, and you know, he makes big plays. He had that – he. He busted that huge play when he he cut cut it back and nearly scored a touchdown when he just caught like a sideline route yeah. and and just burned like he's 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 looking you know all just exactly the athlete to match up with against the Pac-12 athletes which always seemed like an issue for him but he's just yep he's just always open and 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 you know between him and then Winston. Uh, they're both two guys that you can't take off the field. Like it's, everyone's like, where the heck's Patman? And like, well, I don't know. Like you can take Winston off the field. You, like you want to take targets away from Arcanado? Like, what do you like? They're being like so good. Like the two of them, they're, they're the, you know, the top of the heap right now on the receiving right. core. And Arcanado has just been incredible to like, to watch, like he's making plays. It's not, He's not just this safety valve who's open because of the air raid. Like he 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 runs great routes and he just knows how to get open and and it's it's crazy and I I love that he's been in the last few games getting, you know, converting that to touchdowns because it seemed like he was the guy in the middle of the field and then someone else would score but now he's scoring touchdowns and um making, you know, gash plays like getting almost 15 yards of catch, you know, 14 and a half yards of catch out of, out of, out of that position is, is what you want, but it's not always what we've been getting. And, uh, you know, with, with, with sweet, we weren't getting that. We, we weren't getting explosion, but now we're getting, we're, we're getting the, the say we have the safety valve, you know, the third down, the, you know, second down, whatever, but also he's creating explosive plays out of that position. And, and it's awesome. And it's fun to watch. Uh, between him and when the offense, you know Anthony Gordon, you have these crazy stories uh, that make a, a otherwise you know kind of tough season like a lot more fun. Yeah, when the offense has been at its best under Leach at WSU, why has been the explosive receiver position? Right, and that was that was mostly Craycraft. So, you know, perhaps that is maybe a little more to do with the guys who have been there, but. Um, but this is a return to that where where why is the one 
that uh, has done just the 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 chunk plays, the big damage, um, and the outside receivers have been kind of the it's 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 sort of a backwards way of thinking, but the outside receivers have been a little bit more of the possession receivers. Um, and I think some of that is, you know, when, when you do have strong outside receivers, um, you know, they, they do clear out a lot of that space in the middle, you know, as, uh, you know, safeties have to, have to drop and, and cover deep. And all of a sudden all the, it vacates all this space just behind the linebacker and in front of the safeties. And when you have a quarterback who both can make that throw and is not afraid to make that throw, um, you know, you can do some serious, serious damage. And, um, that's what you're seeing right now with Gordon and, and Arcanado. You know, Arcanado is, is yeah, he's getting open in there, but uh, you know, Gordon is making some some really terrific throws to kind of drop it in that bucket and and get the get it where the grass is. You know, Yogi Roth used that. Uh, you didn't hear that, but uh, used that phrase a whole bunch. You know, running running to grass and and getting to the green grass and you know, and that's largely what well, yeah, uh, and- you know what Gordon has been able to do with his receivers. Yeah, you know that you you saw that uh, Aesop Winston's uh, touchdown. Uh, yep. He just he he uh, he's just running across route and uh, they lose him. And then as soon yep. as you saw, he, as soon as you look and see Gordon spot him, like that's a touchdown. Like you, even though he had like thirty yards to run, and even though the Pac-12 yep. refs couldn't figure it out without a replay, like it was a touchdown as soon as he got, caught the ball because there was just so much space. It was such a beautiful design, and and Gordon just knew. Yep knew where he was going with it um yeah you know gordon that for winston's other touchdown like that throw was <laughs> we haven't had a quarterback to make right. that throw obviously since connor holiday and i don't right. even know if holiday makes that throw man that was yeah that was insane like I, he tried it again and it failed miserably yeah uh but that throw was crazy like <laughs> to yeah, fit he, it in that window ripped that and knowing Aesop Wentz is going to catch that ball too because he t- took a shot and yeah that was that was a hell of a throw. He definitely like it's funny as his stats were amazing. You know we, you know we said in the pre I said in the preview I'm like you know I'm thinking against Stanford's D you can do four five hundred and four touchdowns and he got five touchdowns and five hundred, but it was just it, it it didn't even feel like he was perfect. You know like he threw that pick they missed a couple third third and shorts that they could have picked up. Like yep. he, he, uh, you know, they, they could have been in the fifties and sixties, like pretty easily. Um, yeah. and they, cause I mean, they, the, they didn't every single drive they had, they got inside the Stanford, uh, 30. So like every single drive and yep. that includes a couple back to back 96 plus yard drives. Like they were just moving the ball, like wherever they could. And it, yep. and it was, it was crazy to watch. Like, but I think. Gordon um, kind of stood in the pocket a little long a couple times. I just kind of took some, some. Uh, I, I call him Fox, <laughs> like sacks, <laughs> um, yeah. where you just stand there waiting for something yeah. to open up, and then eventually you get crushed. But he also made a, and that that when he uh, spun out of that sack and then threw that sideline throw, and Arcanado made a great, you know, that toe dragging catch, that, yep. that you know that was overturned and for for a catch. Like that, that that was a hell of a play, you know. Like um, he's he's a little more athletic than he looks. Like he's not fast, but um, and a little stronger than he looks, you know. To throw a to throw oh, yeah. a D end off of him like that, you know, like uh, that was impressive. And so yeah, he had a hell of a game. Stanford's defense or their secondary was as bad as 
one can't as imagine. bad as advertised yeah like they they were not good um there was just open guys and i and i love that we um have a quarterback this year that uh, just can if 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 you give him that he, he'll take it and he'll shred you yeah um because it all it does, hasn't always happened uh um but yeah so it was uh incredible like 625 yards man jesus like if borgie ran for 100 <laughs> yeah i mean everybody was happy at the end of this one right oh yeah besides maybe uh, uh i mean it had to be besides maybe the extra point team maybe that yeah that was that was bizarre i i i'm not real up on my uh on my uh you know, my, my football rules and this is a pretty obscure one, but I was under the impression that you couldn't just run over the snapper. Like, yeah, I, I didn't think and so and either, they, but. and they did it twice. And so I don't like, I don't know if I'm misguided or was missing something or if just the refs just missed it twice. I honestly am not sure. Um, but, but both times, you know, the snapper really got run over and, 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 that's how the guy got through right up the middle. So I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like any team could do that pretty much every time. So um, I know they're not allowed to line up over the center, but I also think they're not allowed to go directly through the center either. So either way, you know, sort of frustrating and annoying, but, uh, but Maz is still perfect on, on the field goals and yeah, which is, which is remarkable too. I mean, it's, it, it you know, there's nothing uh, that feels fluky about it at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're it's all not like he's, nails, man. Yeah. He's not like sneaking them through. They're not like knuckling and kind of going back and forth. Yeah. They're, they're all know, very I mean, pretty they, end over end. Yeah. Good high arcing kicks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild um, to, to have that. And I guess, you know, the, uh, the upside, you know, is that he never misses the down, the downside is that Leach is like, well, this is like a guaranteed, a guaranteed three, points three points if if I go ahead and let him kick, which is sort of annoying, but, but yeah, whatever. It's it's fine. I I don't think. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if it's really cost us a game necessarily, but I mean, I, I guess there's a couple where you could argue, you know, probably should have gone for it, but but yeah, uh, I, I I one thing though, uh, Drugiesvich obviously didn't get a punt, but he did get to kick the ball once. He did get to kick the ball. Very I smart was, play. By the way, I said Maza I on Twitter because I couldn't tell who it was that did it, but yeah. um, but uh, yeah, that that was a very smart play. I thought there was going to be like a penalty on the kickoff or something. We don't. That was like a no-brainer to do that. <laughs> like it was only a loss of down. So if you can pull it off, though, that's the thing. So like Man, Ted he Robinson, looked, he looked like, very skilled. Like he looked like a soccer yeah. player, though. Like oh yeah. Uh, so so his dad, right, former MLS player, right, MLS soccer player, and he's obviously a former soccer player. Yeah. Because when you watched him kick that thing, I mean, he was like a striker on a half volley. Yep, like absolutely. he was. You know, toe pointed straight down, making sure to stay on top of it. Yeah, it looked very um, smooth, like like he had well, practiced that many times before. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, Ted Robinson was like, well, I can't believe that. You know, you they really got to close that loophole in the rule book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's what we need is another, like, rule, right? What, what, yeah, what's, thinking, the, what's the loophole? Who cares? Like, like the, the loophole is that you can kick it, and it's just the try is no good. Like, that's the yeah, so that Yeah, so that – that comes so into play once. So this one time that happens ever. once every ten years or whatever it is, like we got to close that loophole. But the the larger point was that, 
you know, he's number one, like this never happens. But number two, it's like, like not everybody can do what he just did. Oh, we've like, seen, that's... we've seen player like kickers try and like fall yeah. on their ass. And I've then, seen professional yeah, I, soccer definitely players seen... do that. Try like, like yeah, I, I try mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, you see defenders, you know, try that stuff, and it's like they can't. <laughs> you know, it's like we watched Roman Torres, who, for people who don't, you know, follow soccer, he plays center back for the Sounders. Like he's a large uh, defender, and you know, he tried to kind of do a similar thing to that early in the MLS Cup, and and skied it right over the goal. Yep. You know, I mean, that's it's very easy to pop that sucker straight up when you're trying to do that, and he just stayed right on top of it and, you know, sent it flying right out of bounds. I, I thought that might have, you know, to be honest, that might have been the most impressive thing that happened during the game. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, yeah, like uh, that, that it was really impressive and it, it made you feel a little better. It was going to be pretty wild if we are going to start two games in a row, six to two. Um, it, it was looking like that for a second, but he kind of he saved yeah. us. Overall, the special yeah. teams, other those two botch extra points suck, but special teams have been great this year, and and Harris is part of that. He's he's a consistently good kick returner. He gets extra yardage yeah. on every. You can you just see him getting yards that other returners don't get. Yeah, and then he's got speed, to, but just uh, a great return to. Really, when they needed it, like we mentioned earlier, it yeah. was twenty five, twenty two. It really turned the game. It really turned the game. It, I mean, it was all WC from there. But yeah, this game. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was gonna say you get you get the touchdown there, and then uh, and then the turnover, and then another touchdown. I think is how it went, right? Yeah, or something close to that. So yeah, I mean, a game. I, I remember you know in Slack when uh, when we were kind of chatting about it as as the you know once we went up uh whatever it was 42 22 um we just I, I was just like like wasn't this game like 25 22 about like a minute ago yeah <laughs> like that's kind of and, and when i went and finally looked at the the times as i was i was writing the recap it actually did span more game time than i sort of realized in the moment but still it really did feel like it was just like a minute ago that it was really close and then all of a sudden you know they had blown it wide open up to uh, up to a twenty point margin. So, yeah, they they you know they they did a thing on on Saturday that they you know in a lot of ways have not done this year, which is um, take advantage of opportunities and really maximize uh, you know maximize the good stuff that happens. Right. You know they I I think there was probably no better example of that than uh, their proficiency on third down. That's obviously been a little bit of a bugaboo all year, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 a little bit I'm not a, you know, you and I are both you know sort of analytic minded and stat minded, and you know I don't think I mean you look at the so correct me if I'm wrong because you look at these stats a little bit more than I do, but it, it didn't seem like even though we weren't really good on third down, I don't think we were having more sort of long passing downs on third down no no we're doing yeah we we have uh right we've been uh, third manageable pretty regularly i think i think i think wsu is top 10 nationally in success rate on first and second down yeah so they're so right so third down's like not 
you know, it's not like we're constantly, you know, a lot of times bad third down percentage is a function of constantly being in, you know, third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, third and 10 kind of situations that hasn't really been the case with us. And so my tendency has kind of been to say we, we've just, and again, this is, you know, this keeps coming back and, and, you know, and I know people don't always like this, but you know, my tendency has been to think like, we've just kind of gotten a little like unlucky, you know, a, a victim of, of randomness in some way where, it's just been bad timing. You know, we've been okay on first and second and for some reason, third just has not worked as well. And, um, I don't know that it's anything that, I mean, I mean, I don't think we have special third down plays, right? I mean, it's, you know, I don't think there's really anything to be read too much into it other than maybe bad sequencing. And so, um, you know, to see it maybe come back around in this one and, and, you know, maybe that'll happen down the stretch, um, was, was pretty nice, you know, to see what can happen when, you know, the sequencing isn't bad and, um, you know, you can get, you know, the yards that you need on third down and, um, and really just, you know, keep the pressure on the, on the defense throughout. So really, so really cool of, that way. And, you know, and then just, you know, getting a couple turnovers and you yeah. know, making the most out of that and getting a, getting a kick return at just the right time. Um, I don't know. There's yeah. just a lot of stuff in this game that kind of finally fell into place at the right time. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. that's how you end up with a, you know, big, you know, 49, 22 score, even when the other team is averaging, you know, a yard per play more than you are. Yeah. And yeah, obviously the defense got shredded overall. The, the final score looks good. Um, Cause tip of the hat to uh, uh, David Shaw for sticking to his, guns even even <laughs> even though he doesn't have the the oh. team with a great defense and the incredible offensive no weapons early you know they're like the, the heisman candidates to save him so he he starts yeah. off their very first drive punts from the wsu 34 on a third and nine like the, the, and then wsu like what are you doing like thanks yeah terrible field position yeah wsu will just go 96 yards and score a touchdown it's fine um, yeah, then they, they punt from the WSU 44 on the next drive on a fourth and five. It was fourth and five, four, right? Or fourth and five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Like <laughs> it's, it's, he's it's helping what us he out. does though. Like this is a defense that yeah, has given it's... up long in and short third and fourth downs constantly. And, uh, yeah, so they, uh um that so they start right off the bat and they're in this huge hole because david shaw just just refuses to go for it like ever <laughs> like it's just he refuses to recognize that he does not have his defense of four years ago yeah it's you know, just it's wild it's, man. it's, it's sort like, of bizarre and, you, and you've also got this offense that you know is throwing the ball i, I granted at that point it, they weren't necessarily throwing the ball all over the yard but um, oh, and what they did, you know, our defense is trash and you're sitting there going, I, I mean, I, it, yeah, it's, it's like the, the math, like this is the thing, like, okay, you're, you're David Shaw. You're supposed to be so smart, right? You're supposed to be so smart. So kicking from the 35, it doesn't even, I, I'm, I guarantee he went, well, we've got to gain nine yards. Oh my gosh. Right, it's like your quarterback oh, who so is much. nine of eleven for two twenty one in the first half. Yeah, I mean, and so oh god, he's, if he's we like, have to well, get nine you know. yards, or you know, on the second one, oh, we've got to gain four yards. Four yards isn't that much, but if we don't get it, they'll be getting it around midfield. It's like, 
you know, the, I, I just like, I'll never under, I'm sure that, you know, there's a, there's a win probability calculator out there that would show that, you know, it, it does not matter how much, you know, how deep you pin them, you know, on either of those that going for like punting is, is not going to actually gain you, you know, win probability by, by punting. Right. Like you're just, you're not going to actually increase your chances of winning at that point. And, and you've got this, you know, they're so smart, they're Stanford. And, and then to just sort of ignore what, you know, what the numbers would say is actually beneficial to winning is just, you know, it's very, it's very fitting for David Shaw because we've been, I mean, how many times have we just sort of like screamed in frustration watching David Shaw make these just asinine decisions and get away with it. Right. Yep. I mean, that happened to uh, that, you know, 20, whatever, 2015. Right. Right. Like, Oh, that that game and 2014 too, if I remember right. But 2015 for sure, which was when you know, which was the McCaffrey game, and and they kicked a field goal right at the you know at the end, and it was just like, oh, Shaw was so conservative, and you're like, you deserve to pay for this, and he just, you know, for so long didn't, right. and um, you know now it's finally well, and then and then the because uh, the, the end of the first. Good. The end of the first half, what the hell was he doing? Right. They get 21 yards on the first play, and he just doesn't call timeout. Right. Like, you're at midfield after one play. I get it that you're like, the clock stopped. Yeah. Midfield, and you have 20 seconds left, and you're just like, nah. Yeah. What are you doing, man? And it's funny. Like, if you could snap the ball with, like, you know, only losing two seconds, then okay. But they didn't. Like, they like another, like, 15 seconds ran off the clock. It was utterly bizarre. Yeah. And then WC took a timeout for some reason. Uh, um, That was a weird weird sequence. Yeah. So, first half, it's 22-14. You're kind of like, yeah, this is probably – it's exactly – the things that we wanted to happen, they're happening. So they've stalled in, they've stalled in, uh, you know, scoring opportunities um, already, and then and and WSU has cashed in except for uh, one interception, but has cashed in every other drive. Um, and then uh, they come out second half, and obviously they they uh, from a fourth and three on the WSU twenty one even though their defense hasn't stopped WSU at all, decide to kick a field goal with their backup kicker. And <laughs> the football gods shanks. the football gods chuckled, and that thing went way, way wide. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. And then I, I know they, they, they got it closer after that, but you just, there's so many drives in here you look, and you're just like, David, what were you doing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah. And honestly, but you know, like I said, at least two of our field goals, I felt like um, we, you know, could have benefited from going for it as well. So I don't know. It's just, it's a wild. Like that's, it is a wild game. Like you know, it didn't feel like we. I mean, when you run away at the end, it does give you more. Like it, it makes you feel good, you know, because you just, it's fun to like score touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and you know. Yeah. Uh, but but it's still yeah like it was just close and then it wasn't and then like okay cool like we just we just blew them out um, yeah beat them it was really nice four years in a row so yeah. that's one streak that gets to keep going this year 
I did not see if uh, David Shaw cried. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hope he did. I hope also, he did. I love. I think Max Borgie now has four touchdowns against Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> and they wanted him so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, and the funny thing is, we probably could have put another touchdown on the board at the end. Yeah, um, I get, I get the feeling that Mike Leach must like David Shaw because to to send your team on the field with two oh seven, you know, yeah. two two minutes to go and not try to score, that was very very not Mike Leach, right? Not like Mike like you would have expected Trey Tinsley to be out there trying to throw the ball and and to have him not throwing the ball. Uh, was pretty surprising to go out there and, and do three kneel downs that required not just kneeling down, but actually like moving a little bit, right? Right. To, to, to run make off sure just to, a tiny yeah. bit of clock, yep. you know, so that you could get, uh, so that you could get under the, the, the time limit. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it does not make me, you know, it, it does not make me sad to, to see us, uh, kick the crap out of Stanford, like, and watch, uh, intellectual brutality get its comeuppance yes well, yeah here they are uh five and five now um yeah i uh, got the uh the bowl bowl the bowl bowl coming up on saturday uh or- <laughs> i like that i like that we should have t-shirts yeah the bowl bowl the bowl bowl or because oregon state because neither te- neither team's winning their last game of the yep. year uh i think both of them both teams are probably seeing this one as their opportunity so i was really hoping for oregon state to lose uh we were watching after our game i was like i just don't i don't want them to care um but now that now it's stressful and it's five and five and max borgie has guaranteed a win um <laughs> i know uh your reaction had to be the same as mine right which was oh god like stop it max max come on but yeah well and it's it's one thing if like if if gordo had done it i'd be like okay all right let's go right like because because he's gonna throw the ball 60 times like right. he's gonna have a huge influence like like max uh, max is gonna have you know 15 to 20 touches to to come come good on that thing you know and he's highly reliant on uh what other people do in order for that to work right right like like it's not you know he's not just gonna you know you know go truck a bunch of i mean he will maybe try to truck a bunch of people but you know if if, uh if the offensive line doesn't do its job and you know if he doesn't get uh passes from gordon when there's space around him like i don't know man i mean good for him i don't know like like how do you feel about the idea that um like that, that that you know, a a team that maybe has lacked leadership to some degree, um, or lacked someone to say, hey, f- you know, climb on my back and follow me, um, that that maybe this could be, you know, the sort of thing that inspires versus, uh, you know, makes them tight. Well, yeah, I, um, I mean, I I like the, I like, I like the notion, and I and I like I I like that our players are confident. I mean. But then you go like you guys are you're five and five, so relax. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and like Max, it's not just your side of the ball that plays, um, right. because yeah, uh, I fully expect them to score and score at will against Oregon State. 
but Oregon State's offense is pretty damn good too. Right. So. I mean, Max could have have the, like the biggest game ever. He could gain, you know, 200 yards from scrimmage, have like three or four touchdowns, and we could lose, you know, 55, 52. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we'll get into that on Friday. But yeah, I mean, it sets up a exciting game that no one's going to be at in Pullman. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah. I even heard a rumor that Brian Floyd was going to be there. Whoa. Whoa. I'm bring, I'm bring, so I'm bringing Amanda and Amanda's brother and his and his girlfriend. So we're oh, we're we're nice. we're we're getting extra seat butts in the in the seats. Yeah, and are you uh, are you bringing B also? No, she is. Uh, oh. She's she's uh, staying with the grandparents in Yakima. That is an adult weekend. It is. Well, one night we'll get it yeah. on Saturday. Well, but one night's good. Well, that's all. That's all. One Amanda will, will will give up. <laughs> she's got a cb every day we're bringing all the children Woo-hoo. all right so yeah, yeah it's gonna be a party you won't be seeing me at the bars yeah i'll be at the bar yeah we were thinking more uh less tailgating more bars and more field bars. house type of day yeah um just i think uh amanda's wanted to do that and i'm always like let's go sit at the tailgate <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting, uh, but yeah, the there will be no students there, um, which sucks. No, there will not be. Because um, they're bringing some good noise, all the dads. Yeah, they they look like they did a good job, and um, my, that's after my... halftime, it was still pretty good in there, which which was uh, which was nice to see. That's probably all the dads like looking at their kids, going, "What do you mean we're leaving? We're not going yeah. anywhere. The game's not over yet." I paid for X dad, amount dude. of dollars for this That's ticket. That's right. I paid for this ticket. <laughs> this game's not over. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's still cleared out a little bit. Like, it was definitely not full um, yeah. after halftime. Those uh, were the kids who didn't have dads there. That's what that was. Yeah, jerks. Uh, jerks. But yeah, uh, it's uh, big dad energy, as Brian Anderson coined because <laughs> we, we had some good noise um i love that at times uh yeah i don't know I, I don't know these these kids just are all they know is beating stanford and they don't know that I know. stanford used to beat the crap out of us they don't remember those days yeah. they do not remember they don't remember come on they got another origin the like how popcorn guy originated jesus no oh man yeah so great great win um always fun yeah. to talk about a win um five and five bull hopes still alive just have those pesky beeves in the way and uh yeah i really want that win <laughs> yeah we we need that win because we definitely don't want to be going to the apple cup five and six that win. yeah that would be rough for sure um, for people who well. care about such things by the way the the game opened at uh wsu minus 15 and a half and uh any any you want to guess what it's down to now? Uh nope. Twelve. Twelve and a half. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, we all laughed last week. It that is true. That is true. I, and I do think They all laughed at the Colorado is, one too. Yeah, I mean we talked about this a little bit last week where um, when we were previewing the game that, you know, it had been, you know, forever since we'd been at home. Yeah, and they and they've beaten know, and, they've and, beaten the spread three of the last four games. Yeah, and you know they've they've played well at home. They've played really well at home. Yeah, except for twenty know. minutes. Well, except for twenty minutes. 
But other than that, <laughs> they played really, really well at home. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe they're just that kind of a team. I mean, they do seem a little bit, um, you know, a, a, a little bit immature, right. Mm-hmm. As, as a squad and, um, inconsistent and, you know, having, as, as we talked about last week, we, we mentioned sort of how, you know, yeah, I mean, they've got the same number of road games as, as any other year where they have, you know, the, the odd schedule, but, the way it was set up this year just did not do them really any favors and and maybe made them look worse than they really are just because we didn't have, you know, the home game sprinkled in to kind of break it up a little bit. Um, so, you know, I mean, they played again, you know, they, the last two home games, you know, they beat the crap out of Colorado. They beat the crap out of Stanford and, um, you know, Oregon State, while they've got, you know, an offense that, you know, can be scary, um, you know, their defense is not good. And, uh, you know, they, they are remarkably similar to what Colorado was when Colorado came in. Right. Right. Um, maybe a little better on offense than what Colorado was doing, yeah. but um, but pretty similar. And, and we really didn't have any troubles there. So, um you know, on the one hand, I want to go, oh, my God, I can't imagine us, you know, winning by two touchdowns. On the other hand, like I thought that against Stanford and then, you know, we handled them easily. So, yeah, it's, you know, if anything, it should be fun. Um, hopefully they, you know, the the team isn't um, let down a little bit by, you know, and, you know, zero students being there. Uh, but I do know that uh, with it being senior day, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, it's it's pretty loud from from the alumni and. Uh, you know, they're going to honor Tyler Holinsky as, as part of that senior class. And so I hope that, uh, it's incredibly loud, um, at that point. And, and, you know, and I'm hoping we can kind of do the three fingers thing at the beginning of the third quarter, kind of all that jazz. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that the team will, that the team will bring it and we will secure bowl eligibility before we travel over the mountains for a game. I'm hopeful. Loss. I'm hopeful that one year the conference can figure out that oh my god all we we are the only fucking school that takes the whole week off the for thanksgiving the so just don't schedule us a game, game on that saturday especially when we only play one hard. play one home game in october obviously there was space to put one in yeah like Can't like why hard. do they it seems like almost every year we have a a game this there. happens in basketball too yeah right? i mean like every year we start the basketball season with home games and it's like our students are still on break, you dipshits. Like, why why can't you figure this out? Why can't this be a thing that you take into consideration? Well, yeah, do you anyway? – you, I mean, it's, it's you're, silly. you want this game on your network to look empty and, and have no energy and like – and this, which is a big game for – I mean, definitely a really big game for Oregon State's program, big game for us Yeah. to, to be able to reach a bowl and in a down year. It should be a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, it definitely should be. But yeah, but the student section is going to be empty, and it's not going to have the same energy that a Q game usually does, um, because it's six. And and plus, they they could have given us a one o'clock start, and they put us at six, so they could give yep. the big game the one o'clock start. Yep. Um, mm. which that game has, uh, not you know probably it's it, like I know it's Cal Stanford, but. Uh, I don't know. That's that's going to be well, ugly. Hol- and- 
nobody in the Bay Area cares about college sports. Yeah, and particularly like, Stanford. Like that's like the worst, the worst college sports area in the country. Yeah. Other other than maybe like New York. Yeah, just because, like well, New, New York, York doesn't is, have any like teams. The North, right. You know, the Northeast is pretty terrible too. But it's like the Bay Area is horrendous. Like they don't care at all. Yeah, but like, at least in the Northeast, you're like, there's not a lot of major teams. Right. But you have two Pac-12 programs like right there. Right. And no one like cares. Stanford yeah. remodeled their uh, uh, stadium and took thirty thousand seats out of it. <laughs> like it's like, you know, yeah. the the, the uh, I mean they 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 were dominant for years, like one of the best programs, if not the best program on the West Coast, and they were still struggling to get people to go to the games. So, like, and it's, it's a nice stadium now. Yeah, like, like it's, it's like I've been new. there. It's pretty nice. I mean, it's not like you know luxurious or anything but it's like a nice place to watch a game like it's yeah. um when that place is full like the way it's set up it's actually quite loud because it does even though it only holds like you know 50,000 or whatever um you know it encircles the entire field right. on all sides with two with two levels like it's it can get pretty loud um if there were people there but there aren't so yeah um but yeah it, it's uh yeah, they they the Pac-12 like just screwed us royally for this game um, for attendance. Yep, um, thanks guys. So thanks for that, but uh, we'll be there, yes. and we'll cheer yes, extra we loud. I will. Yeah. My children will cheer loud. Right now, the weather forecast is looking good. It's just cold, but no precipitation. So. Yeah, I, we can deal I, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can deal with cold. That's fine. Just don't rain on me, please. Don't snow yeah. on me. That's pretty much it. Since I'm dealing with children, that's. That's kind of the other. Well, yeah, and the six o'clock start with all your kids is probably gonna be rough. Better than seven or seven thirty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say. Better than seven or seven thirty. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, beat Stanford. That was awesome. Yes. Football is happy again. But uh, let's uh, take a break and talk about some basketball. Sounds good. And we're back. We're back. I felt that was an awkwardly long pause. I feel it like was. you were waiting for me to say, no, and we're no. back. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of, you know, just figured I'd let it go for a while. So I just I, I just have to mention my beer I'm drinking real quick because it's, you know, it's, uh, it's Bee's birthday, as I said, and we didn't get to celebrate today because she was sick. Mm. Um, but I did, uh, I'm drinking a Drifontaine beer. It's a, that's a Belgian Lambic brewery. Um, which um, they have the big threes on their uh, on their uh, on their bottles, which I've you know um, shared those before a lot. But, but anyways, this one is Cuvée Romana Gaston Goose, and it's made with honey. And whenever Drifontaine, um uses honey in their beer, which is more to like dry it out, give it a more like drier, uh, like gives it a fermentable sugar to um, dry it, like that that dries out the the mouthfeel and stuff. It's not really doesn't taste like honey um but they always put a bee on the label and so it's got a little bee on the label so that's like my my little bee for for bee for bee's birthday so happy nice. birthday bee i know you're a, happy birthday, you're a loyal bee. listener but but yeah so uh basketball we are three games in yeah had two games since we last talked about it one not so good um one pretty good 
Um, what are your thoughts right now after uh, Santa Clara and Idaho State? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think that, you know, when the season started, I think we thought, okay, they'd, if they were two and one after these first three games, we'd be feeling pretty good about that. Cause I think we figured uh, the first two games were going to be relatively tough and, and not, you know, not hard. You know I mean? I don't know that, you know, you look at Seattle, you and Santa Clara as being, you know, super hard, but it's like, you know, Santa Clara and Seattle, you were both projected to be, you know, top 100 ish, you know, teams heading into the year. Um, you know, so you figure, okay, you know, a team that's been, you know, the Cougars have been ranked around 200, you know, for the last however many years, uh, you know, so if they could figure out a way to, uh, you know, be decent enough to win one of those two games, that's pretty good as long as they, you know, look okay doing it. And, you know, sure enough, they open against Seattle U and looked fantastic. And then they play Santa Clara and looked less fantastic, particularly in the second half. Um, and then, you know, you come home, play Idaho state, which is, you know, a terrible big sky team and, you know, take care of business there. It was never, uh, I think the blowout that maybe people would have, would have hoped for, but, uh, you know, it also was never really close, uh, in the sense that, you know, I think it only got as close as seven points in the second half. Like that was, that was as close as, as Idaho state could get. And, and I think Ken Palm never, uh, never measured the win probability below 93%. <laughs> so, you know, it never really felt like Idaho state was actually in yeah, it. They never, never were really, really, I don't yeah. think they were ever really were within two possessions, even in the second half. No, no, they weren't within two possessions in the second half. It was always three or more. Uh, so, you know, you feel good about that. And, um, you know, definitely still a work in progress, particularly on offense. Uh, but, you know, you do see some interesting things defensively, uh, you know, and, and there's definitely some things in there where you're like, yeah, that's that's going to be an issue, you know, throughout the season. Well, yeah, definitely. So. I mean, the defense, uh, well under a point per possession in every game. Um, there's, I think, one thing that's been a little disappointing, given the emphasis on it so far, has been the rebounding on the defensive rebounding. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they got, I mean, they, Idaho State was, I mean, all, like, every game they've not done, not finished particularly well um, in that. So, um, that's something, I get, they were pretty good against Seattle, but the last two have been a yeah. challenge. Um, we definitely saw against Santa Clara that they had quite a bit of size, and that gave the Cougs a lot of trouble. So, that's something that could be an issue. Um, going forward, because uh, Santa Clara, I mean, they're a pretty big team, like for by any conference, like any conference's standard. Yep. But um, but sure. they had, but the problem, like their bigs were good, like they had g- good bigs. Um, but yeah, so but um, the offense, it's really uh, the three point shooting has been awful, <laughs> um, as, particularly from Isaac Bonton on like yeah one of 16 to start the year yes that's very bad i expect that to regress to you know he seems more like of a 35 percent guy you know just from looking at his shot and the confidence with which he shoots so you think he's got to be a good shooter right yeah like that's that's the presumption you know that he ought to be able to do that it took him um, he, it was i think it was his 14th or try today it was his 14th three of the year and he's you know he's 
he's shooting when he's in the game he's well he's shooting more than anyone like he's our most high volume shooter so far even more than Ellaby um and he has he's got some you know I, I his his uh op, his offensive rating is seriously hampered by his three-point shooting if he was even at four of 16 right now I think he'd be around a, a little over 100 yeah. but um I, I definitely expect him he'll have some game where he'll go like five or six and it'll it'll even out but yeah, yeah. like Ellaby hasn't been shooting it particularly well from three after that first game. Um, I guess today it was like two of four. I mean, Ellaby, what we saw against Santa Clara is if Ellaby is off, the offense has no chance. Yeah. They they looked a little better today uh, in terms of, you know, just a little better flow in the half court. They, they were definitely, again, trying to get out quick. And, um, you know, one interesting thing about that that allowed them to do that was that the they they once again forced a ton of turnovers, and so it's it's pretty uh, pretty obvious at this point that that is an active strategy, which was uh, which is surprising because that's yep. not something that Kyle Smith has been, uh, you know, has typically done his teams. Um, in fact, you know, I, I noted on the recap that I wrote that the the most his team has ever forced in terms of turnovers on a season is about 20%. Uh, and they're at about 25% right now. So, uh, you know, he had a Columbia team that was forcing turnovers on about one out of every five possessions right now. We're forcing them on one out of about every four. So that's a, that's a really significant difference and, and a little bit surprising, but, you know, so I kind of theorize and, and I kind of maybe wonder what you think about this, but you know, my theory was a couple things. One was that, um, just from a defensive standpoint, they, you know, they're not real big. And so uh, they don't do a great job protecting the rim uh, because of that. And then right. they also, uh, you know, are having trouble rebounding. Uh, you know, they, they really, they dominated uh, Seattle U on the glass, but um, really struggled against Santa Clara with their height. And then today, uh, you know, struggled a bit with uh, not the more um, guards getting yeah and they're just very very active um you know so idaho state was really you know purposing to get after the the offensive glass and they had some dudes who were you know not super tall but quite long um you know they were six they were six eight but had you know pretty long arms and so they get their hands on a lot of balls and well i I think i think there's i I think i don't know i think idaho state's really well coached i think they made him a really good hire with looney um i really like what he's doing. I think they're a little better than what their Ken Palm says right now, just from watching them. Um, They do have, I don't remember who it is now, but they had a pretty, Oh, air force. They had a pretty nice win over air force. Yeah. Um, Well, the kid, cause that kid, uh, Tarek, Tariq cool went up for 41. Yeah. And he did not go, didn't do anything against us. um, But you know, I mean, that's a nice win, you know, over air force. And um, you know, they had a game against Wyoming where they just did not score at all, you know, and you have to kind mm-hmm. of think maybe that's a little, you know, unfortunate, but, um, you know, we'll see a little bit about what they, so they got Santa Clara. I'm interesting to see what they do against Santa Clara, but well, yeah, um, and I, I think another they do look like an offensively challenged team. The one, sure. the one encouraging thing is we know that, um, Smith is emphasizing taking away three pointers and, uh, they had, I know state had come in shooting like it was over 51% of their shots were threes. 
Yep. And uh, they were definitely not that. Uh, they were definitely high. Um, it was uh, uh, 21 of their uh, uh, 53 shots. So they were more of, you know, 40%. That, yeah, but so that's high for us, yeah. but really low for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we de- it definitely, you know, worked. Um, but they, it's funny. They emphasize the same thing I could tell from it seems like their coach. That's why, I like, I, I have the I have the feeling this Ryan Looney guy is a good coach because uh, they are shooting a lot of threes on offense and emphasizing cutting like limiting threes on defense and right. you you'd think you would see coaches that wanted and Kyle Smith is a coach that does this um, wants to emphasize the same things on offense and defense but yep. you just don't see coaches do that that often no like we watched a coach for the last you know five years not do that at all like it was utterly bizarre watching ernie like yes the three is our secret weapon and let's just let the other team shoot all the threes or you know turning the ball over right like it just so watching us now like with with the turnovers it's like i mean these two things do go hand in hand right where um you know on offense we're taking care of the ball and the emphasis is on taking care of the ball and not giving away empty possessions and then on the other end we're like let's pile up as many empty possessions as possible oh, yeah so. and uh, did you did you see the new the little the little small new toy we have on campom.com i did not what did i miss non-steal turnover percentage oh that's so huge yeah. That's so okay. So so explain why that's so huge because when we watch a broadcast, it's always like points off turnovers, and I'm like that tells yeah. you nothing. Exactly. So so people so when people think points off turnovers, they're thinking getting out get out into the break. You're getting an easy layup because I think people generally when they think of points off turnovers, they're thinking a steal and a quick bucket. But the the problem is points off turnovers is measured no matter the type of turnover. So if it's an out-of-bounds play and a team runs down, runs a normal offensive set, and hits a three, they get three points off turnovers. Even though it really, that turnover didn't, you know, impact the flow of the game it, it, offensively. Um, but a non so if you take out, so the, the types of turnovers that do end up in fast break points are steals and not pretty much only steals <laughs> like so so we, yep. I, I love that he's now parsed out steal turn like turnover percentage and then non-steal yeah. turnover percentage and so yep. wsu um yeah uh, there one one thing you can you can see they're not killing themselves when they're on offense i mean already they have the fourth best turnover percentage in the country but they also have the fourth best non-steal turnover percentage Right. So they're not throwing the ball away and all that, but they're so they're not throwing the ball. They're not throwing the ball away, and they're, and they're especially not, not offensive not fouls and, to the other team. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. throwing it to the other Which team. Is what you want. And then so and then so for non-steal turnover percentage, WSU's only on defense only 140th and non-steal turnover percentage. So the the other teams aren't you know they're not getting a lot of turnovers off of you know charges throwing the ball out of bounds right. Uh, things like that. Um, they're but they are thirty first in um, steal percentage. So, yep. uh, WC stealing the ball. Yeah, like and exactly like you said, this is not what I expected. Um, yep. Another since I'm already looking uh, another trend. They're twenty four. They're giving up only twenty four percent on threes. Um, they have the fifty seventh 
lowest rate of three-point attempts through field goal attempts field goal attempts allowed so these are like honestly like everything that kyle said aside from the rebounding and that might be more of a personnel thing than anything um i'm 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 a bit disappointed that jalen shed hasn't been the rebounder that we thought he could be uh bonton's been a good rebounder um from the guard spot uh ellaby's doing his thing um about what you would expect from it i mean not as big as last year pollard's ticked up a little bit but he still isn't that consistent with it but um right. yeah and noah williams but uh he didn't play today um yeah coach's decision yep coach's decision yeah smith Someone just got in the doghouse so, this week so smith said uh to chaz after the game chaz, match has now the the um play-by-play um he he said that it was a funny thing he said yeah it was a coach's decision um basically we're gonna we're gonna tighten up the rotation before we expand it <laughs> he's like and he, and he said yeah and this is only gonna make sense to the coaches and no one else i was like yeah yeah, yeah you're right coach that doesn't make any sense yeah. to me yeah that doesn't make any sense but whatever but yeah i don't know <laughs> i yeah i think like yeah Dion james hasn't been a good rebounder when he's been in uh marvin yeah. cannon is not rebounding like he was last year um, a lot of this could be scheme, you know, t- but, uh, the, yeah, so I, that's, uh, and then Koontz is, uh, you know, we're, he's basically playing the four, but he's not really, uh, big. <laughs> so right. on the 198, you know, 200 pounds basically. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's, uh, I, 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 I hope that maybe that's, you know, rebounding is just something that's going to take a second to figure out. Because right now it's not been that encouraging the last couple games. Um, I just think they're small. Yeah, you know, I I really do. Like I, I don't. But Idaho know. State is small, so I don't. Yeah, but they but they were long though. They were like they got their hands on so many balls, and, and they really crash hard. You know, so I, I think there was I think there was an element of that. Um, I, I do think somewhat today there, there was there to me, just watch it. There was a little bit of an effort piece, um, you know, like, like, you know, Idaho state was just sort of scrapping in a way that maybe we weren't, um, in that first game against Seattle U, but I, you know, I, I think the turnovers are part of that too. You know, I mean, look, you know, the best way to make sure you don't give up an offensive rebound is don't let them get off a shot. Right. Like, um, you know, there's right. that. And then I also think that there's an offensive element to that too. You know, I mean, you see, you, you know, you reference the steal percentage, you know, real high steal percentage. Those are the ones that lead to easy buckets going the other way. Um, but, you know, this yeah, offense you're... is not, it's going to struggle if it's forced to play in the half court against a decent defense. And so, uh, the more they can trigger fast breaks, um, the more they can get early offense, I think, you know, I think the better. And, and I do think they're a better three point shooting team than what they've been now. Dick Al made a big to do about oh, an early you know, three point shot that they had and, you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know, Dick Al has this amazingly condescending way of, of being a, being an analyst, well, yeah, you know, like kind of bar- bar- shakes his head like and bar- waves his finger, you know. Bonton's not going to go one for 16 the entire year. No. Ellaby's better no, but Ellaby's better than a thirty three percent shooter. Yep. Like it's yeah, they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna continue to shoot twenty six percent from three yeah. in the season. I mean like, and, and a lot of that is driven by Bonton. Like it is. Like yeah, he's taken sixteen guy. shots and he's made one. Like right. that's a lot of it right, right. there. Yeah. Maybe Jeff so Pollard I, doesn't need to shoot as many as he does, but it's it's uh, yes, I would like to see him 
take a little you, bit of a step. You back know who leads the team usage. in three point percentage right now? Uh, of uh, well, Jalen Shedd's two for two, but other than that, anyone's taken more than five. Yeah, Jave Robinson. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but he's yeah, and we and we might be we might be getting a lot more of him he's, too. Uh, yeah, well, because uh, he actually uh, Smith talked about him after the game. Um, he plays. He plays. Uh, Gervais is in because they want a ball handler and he plays solid defense. And so, yep. But he is. Uh, and that's where the priority is right now. Yep. And, I, and I get that. I do understand that. So he is three of thirteen it's, on two pointers. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying to watch though. It's super. He's so bad offensively. Yeah. Like he's so bad offensively. But he, you know, but he handles the ball. He doesn't turn it over. He just doesn't um, finish drives. He pulls up. And he's oh, not a good shooter, which is frustrating. No, he's a terrible shooter. And so, like, watching him do that is just so, like, it's very, very irritating. But, but I, I mean, I understand. Like, it's, you know, I never understood when he was playing for Ernie because I'm like, you don't care about defense and you only care about shooting. And so why is he playing? But, uh, but now I, you know, I get it. And, you know, he doesn't bring really much of anything offensively at all, but, but he is, you know, he, do, he, he doesn't, doesn't turn give the ball, the ball over, away. and he's yeah. he's pretty sound defensively. He's pretty strong. Um, you know, I like those things about his game, and you know, hopefully Noah Williams can work his way uh, back into the rotation and uh, do some stuff because because we kind of need him. Yeah, and we need and we need to make some damn shots. <laughs> that too, that too. Uh, that yeah, works. I've early, you know, I uh, they really like they. They clamped down defensively in the second half against Santa Clara, but they just couldn't make a shot. So they couldn't get back in yeah. the game once Santa Clara pushed it out yeah. to 10. And Santa Clara had a lot to do with that, too. Oh, and of they, course. But, I mean, they... Santa Clara's defense yeah. was really good per, in that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they were they were long. Uh, they're 6'11", 6'9", 6'8", on the floor all at once. We just couldn't get anywhere near the basket. Like... Like that was the problem. Like we couldn't, we couldn't drive. We couldn't really get a step on them. We we couldn't find open shots. I mean, they were just bothering every shot in the second half. And so, you know, but it, it was a good learning experience. I mean, that you know, they figured some things out. I think today, not that Idaho State is anything close to Santa Clara, but you know, they they just they look like they're starting to get a little more comfortable with each other on offense. Um, you know, kind of figuring out what each person's going to do, and then and then you know, as if they do really start to tighten up the rotation, guys will start to get more used to playing with, uh, you know, certain guys, and and things will get a little more smooth that way. So, I feel good about it. I mean, you feel good about where they're at right now? Yeah, I definitely think uh, it's improved. Um, it's definitely not as you know. Uh, the the Seattle U game was so exciting, you know, because it was just like everything went right, and you know, it was exactly what we wanted. And then, of course, like you know, we've been we've gotten a, a little bit of reality check, I think, in the next two games um, that things aren't going to go so perfectly all the time. Um, but yeah, that they could they could be in worse shape, and um, I definitely think without a coaching change, we could be zero and three right now. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, I think two and one. I uh, got uh, Nebraska Omaha, which is a school um, coming up. Uh, not, I mean, they're not good, but they're not like they're better they're than they're better than Idaho State, um, quite yeah. a bit better. Um, they uh, they're not big, which is good. <laughs> um, and they uh, 
they they have you know I think we'll probably do pretty well defensively defensively against them because what they do best is uh, they don't shoot very many threes, but that's also the thing they do best. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, they don't uh, they don't they don't really they don't attack the glass like um, Idaho State does. They don't really try for that. Uh, they don't they don't get to the free throw line. I think it's like I think they could have a really good defensive game on Thursday. Um, and really that's what you're hoping for. And then just make enough shots on the other end to, to, to win. Yeah. And one other like kind of little maybe piece of good news, you know, the parts of the schedule where we were like, uh, that's going to be kind of tough, you know, maybe aren't looking quite as tough as, uh, as we thought maybe they would, um, you know, coming on the heels of Nebraska, Omaha, we go to the Cayman Islands and play Nebraska, and we were like, okay, well, Nebraska should be pretty decent, and actually, it looks like they're not good <laughs> so far. Uh, Fred Hoiberg's first team there looking not good, and then uh, New Mexico State maybe not quite as good as we thought. So, right, um, yeah, you know, kind of. And then we up have a maybe, whole bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we do have man those eight, those eight. those those three Christmas break games, number yeah. three forty two Florida A and M, number three forty seven Incarnate Word, number three forty one Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, and then we do get a little bit of a soft landing with uh, with Pac twelve play. You got USC. USC's not USC's not bad. USC's pretty good, but U, UCLA is, you know, so so. Cal is, you know really not that good and Stanford's really not that good so you know maybe if you if you dare to dream you know maybe you come out of that you know two and two I mean if if uh, they go through this conference season you figure maybe they lose a couple more games right like I think that's the hope right maybe non-conference two games in non-conference and then you go into conference and you lose maybe you go two and two over the first four you know all of a sudden at that point you're you know I don't know whatever 13 and five or something, you know, and you're feeling, you're like, all right, you know, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, you can get behind that and hopefully our fans maybe, uh, maybe get a little excited at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Basketball, football, soccer, volleyball. Yeah. Soccer's going to play, uh, play Friday out at Virginia in the Tony Bennett revenge game. Yep. Make them pay Morgan Weaver. Every year they they win their first round and then they fly east every yep. single year it seems. Yep. Um, but yeah, that'll be a tough one. Um, yes. UVA's guess it will. Uh, but yeah, that once but uh, awesome program getting the second round again. Um, and uh, volleyball be uh, I don't know when their selection should be coming up. Um, yeah, I think they have one more week of games, and then, and then I think, yeah. uh, and I think the tournament selections next after next week. They'll, weekend, they'll so. make the tournament. Um, in, in a yeah. in a season where yeah, they had thirteen freshmen, so that's pretty great. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, awesome. sports, everyone, get on board. Sports. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? No, I think we're good we are good we'll be back we're back on friday with uh our beeves preview and uh yeah. you got michael preston's uh kooks in around coming at you this in the middle of the week and um be sure to like and subscribe and i don't know rate five stars and 
all of that good stuff so you can get just get it delivered and and we get the download we we get the credit for that and yeah um uh, everyone's happy we sure do like that we do like it so yeah all right man go perfect kooks. go kooks go kooks <laughs>